February 7th. And now, as we turn our attention to the reading of the New Testament, our narrative today will come from the book of Matthew, chapter 25, verses 1 through 30. Here's what we'll find there. When Jesus Christ returns, it will be a time of separation. The wise will be separated from the foolish, the faithful servants from the unfaithful, the blessed sheep from the cursed goats. The wise virgins had oil and were prepared to meet the bridegroom. Many people profess to be Christians, but do not have the Holy Spirit, and are not born again. They may mingle with the saved, but they are not really one of them, and they will not enter into the marriage feast. His coming also means evaluation. As we wait for the Lord to return, we must invest our lives and earn dividends for His glory. Christ gives us opportunities that match our abilities, and the one-talent servant is just as important as the five-talent servant. The key is faithfulness. For God measures us against ourselves and not against the other servants. Are you afraid to step out by faith and take some risks for God? When Christ returns, it will be a time of commendation. We will be surprised to learn about ministries we performed that we thought were insignificant, but that He will reward. This parable is not teaching salvation by good works. Christ's sheep know that they are sheep, but they do not always realize what their service means to Christ. We will experience some surprises in that day. And now, let's begin our reading of the Bible here in the New Testament. February 7th, Matthew chapter 25, verses 1 through 30. The kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of ten bridesmaids who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The five who were foolish took no oil for their lamps, but the other five were wise enough to take along extra oil. When the bridegroom was delayed, they all lay down and slept. At midnight they were roused by the shout, Look, the bridegroom is coming! Come out and welcome him! All the bridesmaids got up and prepared their lamps. Then the five foolish ones asked the others, Please, give us some of your oil, because our lamps are going out. But the others replied, We don't have enough for all of us. Go to a shop and buy some for yourselves. But while they were gone to buy oil, the bridegroom came. And those who were ready went in with him to the marriage feast, and the door was locked. Later, when the other five bridesmaids returned, they stood outside calling, Sir, open the door for us. But he called back, I don't know you. So, stay awake and be prepared, because you do not know the day or hour of my return. Again, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a man going on a trip. He called together his servants and gave them money to invest for him while he was gone. He gave five bags of gold to one, two bags of gold to another, and one bag of gold to the last, dividing it in proportion to their abilities, and then left on his trip. The servant who received the five bags of gold began immediately to invest the money and soon doubled it. 
The servant with two bags of gold also went right to work and doubled the money. But the servant who received the one bag of gold dug a hole in the ground and hid the master's money for safekeeping. After a long time, their master returned from his trip and called them to give an account of how they had used his money. The servant to whom he had entrusted the five bags of gold said, Sir, you gave me five bags of gold to invest, and I have doubled the amount. The master was full of praise. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You've been faithful in handling this small amount, so now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. Next came the servant, who had received the two bags of gold, with the report, Sir, you gave me two bags of gold to invest, and I have doubled the amount. The master said, Well done, my good and faithful servant. You've been faithful in handling this small amount. So now, I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. Then the servant with the one bag of gold came and said, Sir, I know you are a hard man. Harvesting crops you didn't plant, and gathering crops you didn't cultivate. I was afraid I would lose your money. So I hid it in the earth, and here it is. But the master replied, You wicked and lazy servant! You think I'm a hard man, do you, harvesting crops I didn't plant, and gathering crops I didn't cultivate? Well, you should at least have put my money into the bank, so I could have some interest. Take the money from this servant, and give it to the one with the ten bags of gold. To those who use well what they are given, even more will be given, and they will have an abundance. But from those who are unfaithful, even what little they have will be taken away. Now throw this useless servant into outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Hey everybody, this is Brian Allen, CIT at Phase 2 in Lancaster. I uh, just want to tell you guys all there in Columbus that I, I truly miss you guys very much. Uh, but it's an awesome opportunity down here uh, to watch the men come in and watch them grow in those first four weeks and then take them on to phase two. Um, we just have a wonderful opportunity uh, as men of God to uh, just be a light, uh, to be an ambassador of Christ and just reach out and, and help those people in the world. Uh, we know we live in a very dark world. And when we combine all these little lights that glow through us, uh, and as Christ shines through us, uh, we can bring some much, much needed hope to a, a hopeless world. Uh, I miss you guys so much up there. Uh, I love seeing you guys. Uh, I know the other guys down here look forward to coming up there, and, and we appreciate the, uh, the fellowship that we have. Uh, Lord, I look forward to encounters, and, and I just appreciate everything you guys have ever done for me this ministry um, it's amazing to watch all these men of God come together under one roof and just all vie for each other and lift each other up and pray for each other and keep each other accountable and, and just help each other out nowhere else in this world have I seen anything like this and uh, it's just awesome God has just been truly amazing he has helped me uh, just really become broken and really break me down to a point to where I realize that there's a lot to work on and and I just look forward to those daily trials um, and I look forward to the end of them as well 
knowing that there will be joy and hope coming in after that. And it's just amazing uh, what he's done. And it's just amazing to watch what he does in all your guys' lives. Uh, I just thank you guys so much from top to bottom and uh, really just appreciate the opportunity. Uh, it's so humbling. I love you guys very much. Uh, hope to see you soon. Bye. Jesus is our champion. Put it this way, Jesus is our David. I like to think that really David, the primary role of David's existence was to give us a window into our Messiah that would come someday. You remember the story? The Philistines had a great champion. He stood nine feet, nine inches tall. His name, Goliath. And he taunted the people of God the same way sin taunts humanity today. I still own you. I'm still the theme of your life. You can't break this addiction. You're mine. But there came an unlikely champion. David, sent by whom? His father. David was there doing the will of his father in the same way Jesus was on the planet doing the will of his father. David came to the front lines just like Jesus came to the front lines of humanity. And David heard this taunting giant. The Israelites were so afraid. And the Bible says that David, verse 48, it says David ran towards the giant. Who is this David who runs with such purpose and mission? towards the giant in the same way Jesus came with such purpose and focus to defeat sin and the Bible says the rock hit Goliath square in the forehead David approached the giant just to ensure the giant was dead he severed his head from his body sin cannot be resuscitated sin does not have resurrection power and sin has been buried and your sin has been removed from you as far as the east is from the west it will change the way you live for the bible says the men of israel when they saw what david had done shouted how long had they been quiet how long had they been silent the israelites were so scared But their champion came, and now look how they've changed. How they've finally realized what their champion has truly accomplished. Well, Judah, you don't know what I've been through. Whoa! All have sinned and fallen short of God's glorious standard. But then my champion, my David, my king, my Jesus came and he cut the head and the powers of hell and the powers of sin and whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Psalm 31, verses 1 through 8. We'll read here about foes. David's enemies persecuted him, lied about him, and spread a net to catch him. Where could he turn to for help? Only to the Lord. If the hand of the enemy is against you, find safety in the hand of the Lord. We'll read about feelings. David was ill, possibly as a result of his own disobedience. God can use enemies in sickness to chasten us and bring us to a place of submission. David's enemies laughed at him and his friends ignored him. All David could do was turn to the Lord for help, and the Lord did not fail him. And we'll read about faith. 
The emphasis is on David's faith in the Lord. Because of his faith, David was not ashamed, but rejoiced in God, and enjoyed the smile of God upon his life. He knew that God's goodness would carry him through. Do you know that? Are you aware? Are you confident that God's goodness and faithfulness will carry you through? You know, true faith is never alone, for it leads to love and hope which give you the courage that you need to win the battle, whether the foe is within or without. Psalm 31, verses 1 through 8, for the choir director of Psalm of David. O Lord, I have come to you for protection. Don't let me be put to shame. Rescue me, for you always do what is right. Bend down and listen to me. Rescue me quickly. Be for me a great rock of safety, a fortress where my enemies cannot reach me. You are my rock and my fortress. For the honor of your name, lead me out of this peril. Pull me from the trap my enemies set for me, for I find protection in you alone. I entrust my spirit into your hand. Rescue me, Lord, for you are a faithful God. I hate those who worship worthless idols. I trust in the Lord. I am overcome with joy because of your unfailing love. For you have seen my troubles, and you care about the anguish of my soul. You have not handed me over to my enemy, but have set me in a safe place. Proverbs chapter 8, verses 1 through 11. Listen as wisdom calls out. Hear as understanding raises her voice. She stands on the hilltop and at the crossroads. At the entrance to the city, at the city gates, she cries aloud. I call to you, to all of you. I am raising my voice to all people. How naive you are. Let me give you common sense. Oh, foolish ones, let me give you understanding. Listen to me, for I have excellent things to tell you. Everything I say is right, for I speak the truth and hate every kind of deception. My advice is wholesome and good. There is nothing crooked or twisted in it. My words are plain to anyone with understanding, clear to those who want to learn. Choose my instruction rather than silver and knowledge over pure gold. For wisdom is far more valuable than rubies. Nothing you desire can be compared with it.